Welcome to the Joy Revolution Podcast, where you'll stop letting the chaos of adulting fuck with your joy of living. Because can we all agree that adulting is a lot? All the responsibilities, obligations, chores, all the things you gotta do so that you can look like you've got it all together. But that's only half the story. What about how your life feels on your insides? How come no one ever taught you about that? I'm Elizabeth Wallace, a certified integrative life coach here to school you on the essential skills of working with your internal world, your emotions, your nervous system, your bodily sensations, and your thoughts so that you can close the gap between a life that looks good on paper and a life that actually feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. All right. Ah, oh, hello, hello. Okay. This week we're going to talk about a juicy, juicy topic: people pleasing. Oh, I am sure this is not going to be the f- last episode where we talk about people pleasing, but I want to cover sort of the lay of the land of why people pleasing happens. Hint: it's actually not your fault. <laughs> And then to walk through some ways that you can start to shift people-pleasing habits, okay? And I, I really mean habits, and I'm emphasizing that because I want to be very clear that people-pleasing isn't inherently a bad thing. Right? You are a wonderful and kind, generous human, and that deserves to be celebrated, right? Right? That's not a bad thing, the desire to support and make other people happy, right? But where people-pleasing crosses over or where pleasing other people crosses over into people-pleasing as a chronic habit is when you're no longer actively choosing when you please other people, right? When it becomes a habit that has consequences, on your own internal world and experience of life, when you start feeling resentment, when you start feeling burnout, right? When you start feeling like, well, I'm doing all this stuff for other people. When is someone going to do something for me? That right there is how you know that you've shifted from this wonderful, generous desire to help other people out of the goodness of your heart into people-pleasing in a chronic way where you are putting other people's needs above your own to the detriment of your own experience of life, your health, your needs, your desires. Okay, so let's actually zoom out and talk about the origins of people-pleasing because this is something that I didn't know until about two years ago, and I found it so helpful to understand that people-pleasing wasn't my fault, and I think you will also find this really helpful. So there is a reason why we get into the habits that we get into, because they serve us, right? They served us at one point in our lives, or they continue to serve us, And some of the ways that our habits serve us is in keeping us safe. People-pleasing is actually 
a trauma response. Say what? Yes. Just like fight or flight, people-pleasing is a symptom of the fawn response. And this is a more recently realized reaction to something that is too much, too fast, too soon. In an evolutionary sense, the goal of this response was to remain part of the tribe by avoiding conflict through pleasing others. And I actually can remember the first real instance where I was like, ah, people-pleasing gets me in. I was in middle school, standing at the salad bar, And I was about to reach for cubed cheese. (laughs) And someone else from the other side reached across and was also grabbing for the tongs. Now, there were only like, I don't know, three pieces of cheese left. And I had my hands on the tongs. And I remember looking at that person. And I believe, in my recollection at least, this person was very popular. And I remember saying, oh, no, no, like, you can have it. And handing them the tongs. And they were like thank you so much. And like, I felt this feeling of warmth. I felt this feeling of, oh, like I did something to make them happy. That feels really good. I feel accepted. I remember this moment so freaking vividly. I have thought about it a lot over the last few years. Right, One moment, standing at a salad bar where I, somewhere in my brain was like, ding, ding, ding. If I make other people happy, I will be included. And let me tell you, middle school was hard for me. I went to a school that was 45 minutes away. It was, um, I was very privileged to go to a private school. The schools near me were were not amazing at all. And so my parents got it it together um, and sent me to a private school. And it was a world unlike I had ever been to before, right? I had never heard of like Abercrombie and Fitch at that time. <laughs> Just wait until I got to high school. I went to boarding school and I had never heard of so many things. But that is a story for a different time. But fitting in was, oh, it was like number one for me, as it is for so, so, so many of us early on in our lives. And there's a re- reason for that, right? We are a social species. We want to feel like we belong. And when we learn that One way where you can feel like you belong and be accepted by other people is if you do nice things for them, well, that's going to get imprinted pretty darn deeply in your brain. So if you ever thought that there was something wrong with you because you, historically speaking, have been a people pleaser, remember this, you were wired to be that way. But Just because you were wired that way and because it served you at some other point in your life doesn't mean you can't rewire your brain to not default to people-pleasing. We're going to talk about how to work through and begin to overcome people-pleasing tendencies. But I first want to back up and, and talk for a second about how do you actually know if this is actually something that you want to work through. And I'll offer you this. If you often feel feelings of resentment, often feel feelings of, I do more in a friendship than them, or, you know, I do so much for other people, like I said earlier, when are they going to do something for me? Or when you feel like you do not have a choice but to 
help people, support people, be there for people, even when you are tired, when you've got your own shit going on in your life, right? When you don't feel like you have a choice or when you are constantly or often feeling emotions like resentment or like your needs aren't being met or like you don't have enough time. This is a really common one. You don't have enough time to do self-care. You don't have enough time to do things that you enjoy. Essentially, anytime you feel disempowered in making choices in your life, people-pleasing is one of the main places to look. So let's actually look at it. When working through people-pleasing, there are three steps that you can use. The first one I feel like by this point in this podcast, you you know what I'm going to say is to notice the impulse, right? The first step to curbing the urge to people please is to notice when you do it, to build awareness around when you do it, are there specific situations, people, what does it feel like to people please, okay? And we're going to go into depth on all this. I'm going to give you some reflection questions right here in the podcast so you can make some shifts and changes right here before the end of this episode. The second step is to get curious. Ask yourself questions to get to the heart of why you're inclined to put others before yourself. And then third is to rest your nervous system, right? This is often, but not always, a nervous system response. An activated nervous system can put you on autopilot for people-pleasing. So taking care of your emotions and your nervous system first will allow you to choose self-pleasure above pleasing others and see what happens. So we're going to go through each of these in a little bit more depth so that you can actually make some changes, gain some insights in this podcast. So let's talk about noticing your people-pleasing habits. I just want you to sort of shake your shoulders, put your feet on the floor, and do a little check-in. Before you do that, I just want you to take a full breath in and a double exhale out. Good. Now on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, how often are you inclined or feel forced to put other people's happiness, their safety, or their comfort, or their needs above your own? What number popped into your mind? Just noticing at a starting point where you feel like you fall of the... Constancy, is that a word? I don't know. Constancy of the habit. Then how would you describe the impact of pleasing others above yourself? I'll note here that there's two different origins of people pleasing. Okay, there's that primal response of like nervous system activated, like let me please other people so that I don't get ousted from the tribe, 
right? That is a stress response. That might occur when you are in a group of new people, right? And you don't feel safe. You feel very uncomfortable and you find yourself making everyone else around you comfortable so that you can feel comfortable, okay? The other origin of people-pleasing is it starts with you wanting to be very generous and giving and then it becomes a habit where you're looking for ways to please other people and not looking for ways to please yourself. And we're going to talk about self-pleasure at the end. But in that one, what is interesting is there's a line Right? There's a line between, oh, I'm giving of my own generosity and free will. And then you tip over into like habit and it doesn't feel good. So, what you want to look for is how do I know when that's happening? How do I know when I tip over from, oh, I'm feeling like I want to give to, I feel like I have to give? The way that you are going to know where that line is, is by tuning into yourself. This is another example of interoception. One of our senses where it's getting more familiar with the, the way the nerve endings work inside you to notice sensations and feelings, sensations and emotions. That's the only way you're going to know that something isn't right, right? That you've switched over into something that doesn't feel good, a a habit of people pleasing that doesn't feel good is by the way you feel inside, right? So continuing to hone and tune and look for, hey, if I were to play a situation over in my mind where I know I was people pleasing, if I were to slow it down really slow, And look for the clues that your body gives you that you have shifted over into people-pleasing on autopilot. No longer a conscious decision. No longer from the goodness of your heart. You're going to know from how your insides feel. All right. Next question for you is, are there certain scenarios or people with whom you people please more than others, right? What are they? Who are they? And what do you notice about those people or scenarios? What might they have in common? What's true for you? And this can be a really good place to look for the sensation or emotion that clues you into, ooh, I people please. All right, if you're like, oh, it's always when I'm with that friend who is super picky, has like, you know, really high expectations for restaurants, and I'm always trying to like put their needs above my own, make them happy. Like, what does that feel like? As you're thinking about that person, or if you're thinking about a situation, right, and you're thinking about that situation, What feelings and sensations are called up inside you? Those are your feelings flags. Those are your sensation signals. Those are your clues for, oh, when I feel that thing, 
it might mean I'm people pleasing. Start to be on to yourself. If you take nothing else from this episode, take the homework of paying attention to what the emotions and sensations are that you experience when you find yourself people-pleasing. Okay, because I will say this 100,000 million zillion times, you can't change what you're not aware of. So building awareness, building and honing that skill of introception of, hey, what's going on inside me is the biggest and best skill you can hone. It is the key to everything else. But let's get even more curious, okay? So we as humans only take actions that have a perceived reward. What do you imagine your brain thinks is the reward for pleasing other people chronically? Actually, give yourself a moment to think about this if you're like, I don't know. Well, right, there's no judgment here. This is just doing a little bit of investigating. What do you think you're going to get when you please other people? For some people, it might be, oh, it's, you know, it's just easier. I'm looking for ease. Maybe you are avoiding conflict. Maybe it's a sense of acceptance, like in middle school, (laughs) or safety. Now I want you to think, what is the actual result you get from people-pleasing? And another way to think about this is, what does people-pleasing give you? And what does people-pleasing take away from you? Another way that we use people-pleasing is to paper over something that we're avoiding, right? Going back to that example that I just used of it being just easier to people-please. If you were to think of a time that you are people-pleasing, go a little bit below the surface. What, if any, emotion were you avoiding by pleasing someone else? Remember that emotions are what drive our actions and they can be a draw. Emotions can be a draw or they can be a repellent, right? I want to feel this or I do not want to feel that, right? So imagine a world in which emotions were just information where you knew that you could process and release and move through your emotions with far greater ease and far less drama around them, right? This is just a little side tangent of this is what I love working with people on and what I feel so freaking passionately about. When you are no longer ignoring, avoiding, running from, pushing down your emotions, then life becomes so much richer, easier, honestly, and more manageable. So anyways, back to people pleasing. (laughs) Imagining a world where your emotions weren't a problem and you can go back and listen to 
episode four, where we dig into this question of, are your emotions a problem? But imagining that they weren't, right? And you didn't have to avoid any emotions. What would happen to your people-pleasing? I actually imagine if you no longer people-pleased by default. What would your life look like? How would you make your decisions? How would you spend your energy? What would be true for you in that world? Just play a little bit here. No strings attached, emotional, mental, or otherwise. What would that be like? Imagine if. All right. I want to shift gears to (laughs) self-pleasure. So often when we're so busy pleasing others, it can be easy to forget, or maybe you never learned in the first place, how to please yourself. When you take away making other people feel good or comfortable or safe, you've got to replace it with something. Why not with things that make you feel good? and you feel comfortable, and you feel safe. So let's actually take a moment and think about that. What does it mean to please yourself? And I actually want you to notice what just happened in your body when I asked that question. Did you recoil a little bit? Were you open and curious? Might be a little on to yourself about your connotations of or how you feel about self-pleasure. Even those two words together, self-pleasure, they're kind of two unfortunately loaded words in our society. Right? Where we are not taught to think about ourselves, right? Our experience on our insides, And pleasure, pleasure has a whole lot of societal and cultural baggage (laughs) attached to it, right? That pleasure is, you know, bad or it's only a reward or it's indulgent. And so just notice for yourself what happened when I asked, what does it mean to please yourself? I want you to take a big breath in and a double exhale out. Notice the pause at the bottom of your exhale and do it again. Breath in. Big breath out. Pause at the bottom. Now, where do you find pleasure right now? Where do you find pleasure right now? Where are you missing out on pleasing yourself?
What does pleasing yourself feel like? How do you know when you are pleasing yourself? How do you want pleasing yourself, creating and finding and noticing pleasurable experiences? How do you want that to feel? These questions are so important for shifting out of a people-pleasing habit, number one, because again, you can't change what you're not aware of, and number two, you're not going to shift into any other mode if you don't know it's possible, right? If you have never considered it. So it is very important to start to shift your brain and get towards and give your brain something to gnaw on around what is pleasure actually look like and feel like to me? Where do I want to start shifting my energy towards when I start to, when I start to stop? When I start to stop ple- people pleasing. <laughs> I'm going to leave that sentence in here. <laughs> so curbing your instinct, your people pleasing instinct, and remember it is an instinct, will simply take practice. It's going to require you to ask questions like, is this person's happiness or needs or comfort more important than my own in this moment? Do I have the energy, the attention, or the time to give? That again takes interoception, knowing what's going on inside of you. What am I trying to gain by doing this? And what will I actually gain? What do I want to do in this moment? What will be most pleasurable to me? Simply practicing asking these types of questions will move the needle for you in terms of people-pleasing losing its luster, right? It's no longer going to go unchecked in your life. Know, however, that You will have emotions about this, right? This is where people-pleasing and boundaries intersect. And we talked about boundaries in episode 10. So I, I just want to share this again. The act of holding boundaries will bring up sensations and emotions, right? And stopping people-pleasing means implementing some boundaries. And it is 100% normal for sensations and emotions to come up, especially in the beginning, because it might be new for you. And anything new is a little bit uncomfortable. However, those emotions don't always mean you need to change course. Instead, try using tools like taking a double exhale out, pausing at the bottom, swaying side to side to comfort yourself, imagining your emotions as a waterfall flowing down in front of you, Imagining yourself having taken a step back and just standing behind them, right? Using some tools to recognize comfort and release the emotions that you have around implementing these boundaries, right? What are the sensations and feelings that come up? What are they asking of you? Go and do that thing, right? To comfort 
the very natural emotions and sensations that arise as you shift out of an automatic mode of people-pleasing. And of course, and always, 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 I have lots of tips and tools for working with and through your emotions and your nervous system on my Instagram. And in terms of kicking the people-pleasing habit, this is something that I work with, oh my gosh, like, like pretty much everyone, every one of my clients on. It is a hot, hot, hot topic. And so if you want personalized support for really weeding out this tendency, come and work with me one-on-one. It is the best, most targeted, fastest way to do this. Right? But it really does start with these questions, with this awareness, with considering what pleasure means to you and how you can create it for yourself. We are probably next week going to talk about pleasure a little bit more in depth. So start with this episode. Start with asking yourself the questions of how do I know that people pleasing is a problem for me and begin to familiarize yourself with pleasure in general. And then tune in next week where we're going to dive into the makeup and components of pleasure. This is going to be a really fun one. And you're going to come out of it with a five-day challenge that will help you hone the skill of finding pleasure in your life. Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that every single one of these episodes brings you closer to a life that feels better to you on your insides. And if you're looking for more, you can find tons of tools and tips, ideas, and perspectives on my Instagram at ElizabethTheJoyCoach. And if you're curious about working together personally, you can find out more info about that on my website, which is linked in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening so that more people can join the joy revolution and get out from underneath the heaviness of adulting.